conquer local. It's really a breath of fresh air. Good times. I help leaders go from anxiety to authority under pressure. And then let's go and get it. It's an ecosystem. The hardest part here is going to be getting me to shut up on this one. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Hosted by Jeff Tomlin. Welcome to the Conquer Local podcast. Our show features successful sales leaders, marketers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs who will inspire you with their success stories. Each episode is packed with practical strategies as our guests share their secrets to achieving their dreams. Listen in to learn the highlights of their remarkable accomplishments and get tips to revamp, rework, and reimagine your business. Whether you're a small business owner, a marketer, or aspiring entrepreneur, the Conquer Local podcast is your ultimate guide to dominating your local market. Tune in now to take your business to the next level. I'm Jeff Tomlin, and on this episode, we're pleased to welcome Yasmina Khalifi. Yasmina is a French telecom engineer and project manager with more than 20 years experience in international projects. She has worked with the main handset manufacturer to launch mobile devices, mainly in the Middle East and Africa. She has three project management certifications from the Project Management Institute. And over her career, she has learned that technical knowledge is not enough to deliver a project. You have to learn to collaborate with people across borders. She is also a passionate volunteer at PMI, the Project Management Institute. She writes for Harvard Business Review Ascend and in PM World Journal. For PM World Journal, she also interviews practitioners and experts in project management. She is a host and founder of the podcast Global Leaders Talk with Yasmina Khalifi. And Yasmina is fluent in six languages and has a master's degree in mobile telecommunications. Get ready, Conkers, for Yasmina Khalifi coming up next on this week's episode of the Conquer Local Podcast. Yasmina Khalifi, welcome to the Conquer Local Podcast. It is a pleasure to have you here this week. Thank you, Jeff, to your team and your listeners. Happy to be there. Um, and you're coming to us all the way from France. Is that right? Correct. I live near Paris, and it's a pleasure to travel to Canada today. Uh, and I have in my notes here, you speak six different languages. My goodness. So, je ne suis pas bilingue, uh, but you speak six languages. Mon Dieu. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> so what, what, what languages are we speaking here? Okay, so you want to know everything then, Jeff. So, my mother tongue is French. You know it by the accent. Yes. I have learned German, English at school and after Japanese in college. And when I began to work, Spanish, because it's a very well-spoken language, and after Italian for pleasure. And at the moment, uh, I have been learning Arabic for three years. Thanks for making me feel very unaccomplished. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I am jealous. I'm, uh, I've got a little bit of French I can get away with, and uh, I'm, I'm slowly forgetting my pig Latin, which is not useful for anything <laughs> over here. Well, today, so on this episode of the Conquer Local Podcast, we are talking uh, to Yasmina, who is uh, a pro all things project management. And I, by the way, I'm going to give a little bit of background um, about uh, our experience with project management. So before we started Vendasta, uh, we were working for a company called Point2 Technologies and which built real estate software and initially heavy equipment software. And one of the things that we did is we built 
maintained and supported Caterpillar's used global trading system throughout the world. And now this was at the beginning of the 2000s. And some of the issues that they had in building such a, a massive international trading system online was internationalization. And the, the organization itself was a massive organization that we had to work with. And when we started Vendasta and we began building our our products and decided to sell through channel partners. Our initial channel partners were very large organizations like massive media companies and large, large um, uh, pure play digital uh, internet companies like the web.coms. And one of the things that really helped us was our grasp of project management and being able to navigate some of the challenges of really big organizations and managing projects with them. So uh, I just give that background and say I, I have a deep appreciation mm -hmm. for the value of project management skills because it, it helped us position ourselves as a great partner for really large organizations. Now, uh, Yasmina, you have sort of three pillars that you talk about um, that are sort of core to your project management uh, approach. Maybe you speak about those a little bit. Yes, with pleasure. And by the way, um, Jeff, project management skills, as you said, it is for everyone. And I noticed in Vandasta, you have project management skills when I interacted with Suleiman and you to prepare this uh, interview. He's a pro. This episode. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, in fact, you know, I deliver projects in international environments. It's telecom projects in terms of products. Right. And um, yes, I have three pillars. One is languages and intercultural knowledge, which is quite important, as you said, in globalization of the world and of the product, in fact. Right. So that's one part. And talking also different languages helped me to understand new ways of thinking and of behaving. Um, and this is very important when you work with different customers to try to adapt right. and to understand um, what they want to have from you, even if they do not tell you directly. So that's one pillar. The second one, as you said, is project management skills and certifications. Yeah. And I have to make a confession, you know, I am an accidental project manager because at the beginning of my career, a manager came to see me and said, you know, let's call him Brian, is going to leave his position. And I think you would be a good fit as a project manager. And I didn't know what to say. Um, it happens a lot, you know, in career, in life, you have to make a big decision. And then I ask different people. And when you ask different people, you can have opposite feedback. So fortunately, I talked to one friend and he advised me well and I accepted and never regretted it. And after I learned on the job, in the field, uh, by observing and by talking with people. And in 2013, it was a turning point when I passed a project management certification because it was a way to be part of a big family, of a big community. And community is very important to learn, as you know, from DASTA, because you have also a big community with the listeners and all the professional sales and marketing experts you have. And the third one is also my passion for sharing knowledge. What does it mean? It means lessons learned, experiences, I shared uh, through, by writing, through blogs, articles, and you have now, there's so many ways to share knowledge. And at the same time, it is also a way to connect with people. 
So that's the three pillars I talked about, language inter intercultural, project management skills, and then a passion for sharing knowledge. You know, the, the, the one, especially the last one in particular, really resonates with me because it, it's so key to building trust with the people that you're working with, the ability to share knowledge and, 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 and passion. And I'm, I'm sure that that comes in handy uh, with almost every single uh, interaction that you have with the, with the project management uh, company that you, you're uh, another company that you're working with on a particular project. Yes, that's correct. What you say is very important, Jeff, is how to build trust. And at the end of the day, when we run projects, uh, when we sell products, the most important thing is to build trust and how you build relationships and long-lasting relationships with people. Yeah. And what I usually do is, what is important, I think what I observe, is to be honest yeah. with what you can do, what you can deliver, what you commit. Sometimes, um, well, I am an engineer from background, and you know, I have to say that sometimes when I work with other, how can I say, with, yes, I work sometimes with real estate agents on a personal side, mm -hmm. and sometimes, you know, they tell you, yes, I'm going to send you this, I'm going to do this, but at the end, it's not done. You know, that's what I call overcommit, and this one can damage the trust. Uh, so I think it's important to be honest and to do what you say. If you say you are going to provide more information, it's also important. And the last point is to accept you don't know everything. When you yeah. say, I don't know, I have to check. And it's perfectly acceptable nowadays. You know, Yasmin, uh, a lot of people hear that as they think about, as an organization, expanding internationally, they hear that they have to do things different in different countries and different cultures. But um, it's hard to understand you know, the changes and the ways that you have to adapt until you actually do it, because it's surprising the differences um, in, in cultures. Maybe, maybe talk a little bit about, um, you know, one of your experiences working with another organization where you had to, had to work with stakeholders of, in an organization with different cultures and, and, uh, and, and sort of how you navigate that. Yes, that's a great question, uh, Jeff. Um I, I contributed to different projects, but I can give you one example. Um, the first time I launched a mobile device uh, for, by a Chinese manufacturer in Middle East and African countries. So how did it work? I worked with a Chinese, new Chinese manufacturer for the enterprise. So with my manager, we had the first face-to-face -face meeting. That's true nowadays, we can make a lot of things online. But meeting for the first time is still important face to face from yeah. time to time. Yeah. And that was what we did because they did not know our organization. We did not know their organization. So we met in China where we can have first um, relationship and explain how we work. So I think it facilitated it a lot after when we had online meetings with them. So that was the manufacturer. After we had um, in the group, we have different countries. We have 15 uh, countries, um, Spanish, no, sorry, French speaking countries, and also English speaking country, uh, and also one Portuguese countries. But most of the time we use English, of course. And then we have laboratories to test the product. And some were in Romania, in the UK, in China, and the technical team I worked with, I was a project manager, was in the UK. So how does it work in that case? I usually use, that is what I did, I use a document where 
avoid everything because as you can understand, we had different accents in English and it can be a source of misunderstanding because most of us were not native English speakers. So that is what I do. And I had a project status regularly and after I had different concourse to follow, to really explain, to help to guide the customers between the countries in the, in the product and how to use the product. So that was how it, it worked. So we had, I would say the common basis was project management skills and technical knowledge. But as you said, sometimes we had misunderstanding and some confrontations and how do you solve that? By talking, in fact. So it takes time. That is a conclusion in this kind of project. And that's an incredible amount uh, or an incredible uh, diversity in that project. Like you've got people from all over. Um, what you know, one of the areas uh, that's coming up a lot, um, you know, with people that we're working with is uh, Africa and the Middle East. There's a lot of opportunity there and uh, a, a, lot of, a lot of growth happening. Are there specific strategies that you have for working with co companies and organizations there, especially maybe ones that really contribute to the business development? Okay, so I would like to answer in two steps. Uh, I work in a big corporation, in a big organization. So it's different if you are a small business owner and you want to develop the business with Africa, I would say. So what is important is to know the ecosystem, to know the regulations. And it's also, I think, from what I observed, um, it's quite, human relationships are quite important. You know, sometimes we say in intercultural things, we have task-oriented and relationship-oriented. So Middle East and Africa, they are relationship-oriented and not task-oriented. So it's important to build the relationship first. And also in my case, when I worked with them, in terms of leadership skills, you have to, yes, you have to use empathy. So I know the word is used all the time, but what does it mean? For me, the way I implemented it is to understand the constraints they may have. For instance, internet connection, internet bandwidth, electricity. You no, know, once um, I worked with colleagues in South Africa or DRC, in Congo, and one of the colleagues told me, well, I have to send you the email when the electricity is back. And this is the kind of thing you cannot really anticipate. So it's important to have a relationship in the countries to try to be aware of this kind of constraints. Yeah. The other part is also time perception. For example, we have a meeting in one hour. Okay, let's say it's 10 o'clock, it's 10.30 in Canada. You call me at 10.30. But perhaps some of the other stakeholders will come at 10.5, 10.45, sorry, 10.45, or will not come. So it happens sometimes, also it happened to me, and it happened with my British colleagues. And what they say, they say, yes, you know, people do not respect me because they do not come, I organize a meeting. But when you talk with the stakeholders, with my colleagues in Africa, it's not because they don't respect. You have scarce resources. So you have one person who manages everything, who had competitive meetings and couldn't come to the meetings. Or you had over constraints, as I said, about internet connection, international code at that time, I would say. So empathy is very important. And it's not so easy because it's quite indirect communication. So people are not going to tell you, you know, today, I have a big issue. It's what I remember. I talked. I'm a 
I'm quite, I have a lot of energy in the morning. So I remember Monday morning, I called a colleague in Senegal and I said, yes, you know, we have this product to test together. What do you think of this requirement? It is specification. I talked a lot. And at the end, he told me, you know, I have many things to do. In fact, today. And I was a bit ashamed because I didn't take, I was quite task oriented. I didn't take any time to inquire. He, he has so many things to do. So it's kind of relationship that takes time to build. But uh, I think it is worth because, as you say, it's quite growth, and there are many ideas and many innovation, in fact, by different actors there. Yeah, so that's a great example of how you know a relatively small thing can create you know a pretty big disconnect in in the expectations, uh, you know, right off the bat. And so maybe talk a little bit about you know some of the strategies and how what, what you do to bridge the gaps. You know, in in the cultural differences, to to you know, actually manage expectations and bring people together and get get them all on the same page. Mm. Mm. Yes, that's a good question. Also, so this one, I will give you another example from mid career when I worked for the first time with Chinese colleagues. Mm -hmm. So I do not speak Chinese. Uh, I have uh, at that time I didn't uh, go to China. I did not know the culture, and I had no Chinese friends. So first I arrived with quite, um, I was not confident when I arrived with this first interaction and the project with them. And what they did, they developed an application to be embedded in devices. And when I interacted with them, I required things to be developed. But when the product arrived, it was not about issues, right. mistakes. And I did not understand. So what I did at that time, I increased the number of calls, of exchanges. I said that was a solution probably. I increased emails sending, but it still didn't work. So then I thought, what shall I do? Because China, from what I've heard, is quite indirect communication. So if I ask them directly, but they will not appreciate my question. Shall I go for escalation, which I don't like? So ask one more, ask people, and one more, <laughs> once more, I got opposite feedback. So I thought that was the issue. I don't know how to manage the situation exactly. And then what I said, I just decided because project management skills and certifications and mindset, it need to first talk directly to people. So that is what I did. I organized a call and I said from the outset, you know, I'm sorry, but it doesn't seem to work because ask required things. And when I have the product, it's not implemented as I required. And I think I explained well. So we need to discuss together and it will be a call, a discussion between us I will send it, but it will stay between us because we need to collaborate and we need to be successful in the delivery of the product. So we spoke honestly, and they also spoke uh, honestly, and they just explained to me they will need to send me different solutions, solution one, solution two, three, et cetera, with screenshots, and then I can check also with the uh, marketing owners because specification, as you know, can be interpreted always requirement in different ways. And also when you are not co-located, it is harder mm -hmm. also to get uh, this kind of conversation because it's remote. Um, yes, we didn't have common screen at that time, etc. Right. And since this conversation, we restored trust because I did what I said. It was the minutes, the meeting minutes were between us. I didn't send to my manager. I didn't send to their managers. And after it worked a lot better, and I'm still in contact with some of them still nowadays after many years. Um, 
I'm going to shift gears a little bit, Yasmina, and talk a, a little bit about what 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 we can uh, offer people to to help uh, with specifically with project management skills. Because you know, regardless of whether you're working with internal teams and you want to improve your project management abilities internally in your company, or you're working with people externally, it is such an important muscle to build in your organization, especially especially as you're scaling. Right. And I'm going to look at my notes here to make sure I've got this right, because I want to go through some of the certifications that you have. Um, you have a, a PMP, a PMI ACP, you have a PMI PBA. My goodness, the only thing you don't have is a PBR for an EDO. Um, that's, a, that's a North American beer joke. I'm sorry. Everyone, I'll be here all week. Don't worry. Try the veal. Um, but, but <laughs> that's a lot of certifications. So... Um, Talk a little bit about how they've helped you with the, your organization and, or, or with your, your skill sets and uh, throughout your career. And maybe just uh, provide a, a few recommendations on maybe some things that people can do to help um, build that, that, that project management muscle inside of their organization. Yes, sure. With pleasure. So first, let's talk about certifications. Uh, first, Jeff, you have to know that I love certifications. Yeah. Because I also have language certifications, whereas it is not required at all. So that's the first point. Second point, um, when I passed the certification, I didn't have the aim of having a big promotion of a pay rise. That's what I want to say. It was to learn, to be part of a community, to confront what I did and what was written in theory. So if your listeners perhaps think, okay, with all the certifications, she got a big promotion, she got uh, a big pay rise, that's not the case because also another default, and I have to say, it's fortunately I'm sure uh, your listeners, I do not have this default, I have difficulties to monetize things, you know, in terms of certification or what I do. So what I gain from certification at any rate is credibility because I'm recognized in the organization where I work as a project manager, a competent project manager in international projects. And I gain personally more confidence because sometimes I do not feel so self-confidence in different things or the only in my abilities. Right. So that is what I gain. And what is very important, it's I'm part of a big community, in fact, of a family. And you have also a community at Vandasta and I really encourage your listeners to contribute. They to, to contribute, to engage, to share, because I discovered quite late in my career the power of community. And this project management community I'm part of, and by the way, if you don't have the certification, you can still be part of this community with a membership. But for me, it really brought me a lot in terms of exchanges, learning, and connecting and networking with people. Uh, by the way, you you know you mentioned at the beginning of our talk that you're an accidental project uh, manager, and uh, I, you know the thing that I wanted to say to that is uh, a lot of the skills that I built throughout my career, I'd consider the same sort of thing. I've accidentally backed into them, but I think that that's more commonly the case uh, with the, with people. You know, we 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 build these different skills uh, out of need and. You know, oftentimes people don't have a master plan. They've figured it all out right at the beginning of their career, and this is the direction that they go. And uh, so um, I think that 
you know, it's important to say that it's a common path for people to sort of back into these and then build a, a set of skills over, you know, over a course of, uh, of a career. Um, yeah, Yasmina, are, are there some other takeaways that you have, you know, for, for the audience? Uh Yes, yes, Jeff. But before going there, I'd like just to comment because I think uh, if your listeners want to uh, upskill their project management skills, um, I think what can be recommended, uh, there are different courses in, um, I don't know if I can say, but you have different online platforms where you can find project management courses. They do not need to pass a certification. That's what I want to say because you have already some online courses, short or long, uh, depending. And they can also, what is good also, what I do, I am also a volunteer in project management communities. And some uh, in Canada, there are a lot of chapters, different, different kinds of organizations in project management communities, and they organize events, webinars, uh, if you are a member of your community. So it can be also a way to approach project management. And you have also um, good books written, uh, I can give two names, two famous people in project management, Antonio Nieto Rodriguez and Ricardo Vargas, two famous people. And now, and now they, are, uh, they wrote, by the way, an article in Harvard Business Review about artificial intelligence and project management. So they are quite renewed. So you have also their books and uh, their LinkedIn lesson courses. Now, always important to learn from the best. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. And so th that's a great takeaway. So a couple other takeaways for the... For, for the audience here. Um, you've got your own newsletter um, and uh, talk a little bit about the LinkedIn toolbox. You've, we've got some, you've got some takeaways for the audience here. Talk about that a bit. Yes, yes, no, sure. Yes, sure, Jeff. So for your audience or great listeners, uh, they can subscribe to my LinkedIn newsletter, the Leaders Toolbox, Toolbox sorry. I also have a um, website, my website newsletter, and I have a podcast that's not on the stuff podcast at all but you know it's a podcast I do did by myself and I do by myself because of my project management skills because I do not have I do not have any knowledge in podcasting so this kind of takeaways um, yes um, yes mean it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show this week um, people want to reach out to you and uh, continue the conversation a little bit how can they get in touch with you? Uh, it would be a big pleasure if they connect with me on LinkedIn because I am a big, a big LinkedIn fan. So I'm just uh, looking forward to getting connections and questions and going on the conversation. Thank you very much, Jeff. Well, thank you very much for joining us. I bid you an uh, amazing summer. And uh, thank you again for, for joining us. And uh, I hope we do this again. Thank you very much, Jeff, and uh, thank you to your listeners and community. It was a real pleasure speaking to Yasmina, a really accomplished project manager. She highlighted three key pillars for achieving success in her field. She emphasized the significance of building trust and strong relationships and stressed the value of honesty, delivering on commitments, and being transparent about limitations. Face-to-face -face interactions were particularly important in establishing connections and understanding as demonstrated by her experience in launching mobile telecommunication ventures across multiple countries. Building trust and fostering successful partnerships also require an understanding of intercultural communication, adapting communication styles, and valuing human relationships. 
Continuous learning and community engagement were also crucial elements in project management. Yasmina encouraged a passion for knowledge sharing and ongoing learning. And while she acknowledged the value of certifications for theoretical knowledge and credibility, she emphasized that community involvement extended beyond certification. Yasmina recommended engaging in online platforms, participating in project management communities, volunteering for webinars and events, and seeking insights from renowned experts through books and articles, including those available in the Harvard Business Review. All in all, continuous learning and active community engagement are essential for professional growth and expanding project management skills. If you've enjoyed Yasmina's episode discussing project management strategies for global success, keep the conversation going and revisit some of the older episodes from the archives. Episode 601, Making Your Systemization Look Like a Million Bucks with David Jennings, or episode 536, Managing a Hybrid Team with Hassan Osman. Until next time, I'm Jeff Tomlin. Get out there and be awesome. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast presented by Vendasta. Tune in next week for a new episode. Guest discovery and produced by Suleiman Adam. Marketing by Rory Lawford, Nicole Lozon, and Suleiman Adam. Executive producers, Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin, and Suleiman Adam. Recorded at Vendasta headquarters on the Canadian prairies.